heavens to Murgatroyd, even. Uh, yeah, that's right. Whatever Murgatroyd is, heavens to that. And heavens to the Harland Highway, because you are on it. You are on it with me, your host, Harland Murgatroyd Williams. Haven. And what a show we have for you today. I hope you're nestled in. I hope you have your leather slippers on and your Snuggie. Wrap yourself up in your Snuggie, because today we're talking about a celebrity sighting that I had. Yeah, a celebrity sighting that triggers a whole conversation into a moment in my life where my life was in danger. Okay, so wait till you hear this, how I segue from a major celebrity sighting into a life-threatening situation that I was in. Fascinating. Um, we're going to be doing uh, some, uh, some, some conversation stuff about uh, cockroaches. Yeah, I don't know what that meant, conversation stuff. Yeah, that's what I do. I do conversation stuff. Uh, we're going to have some uh, little drop-in uh, visitors here on the show today. It's just a potpourri of uh, madness, mayhem, and monkey meat. So put your tonsils in. Let's go. It's the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'm not crazy, you know. I'm not crazy. What's the matter? The ice is going to break. If you put your kid out on that ice, it's going to break. All right, that was my best Christopher Walken. I know. It's terrible. Everybody does a walking, right? You could do a nursery rhyme. Mary had a little lamb. Her fleece was white as snow. But everywhere that Mary went, her sheep was shit to go. I don't know. I'm trying. I don't do walk, but why am I talking about Christopher walking? Here's why. I was at the airport the other day. And I was just leaning on a garbage can, talking on the phone to a buddy. And my eye line is kind of down this long hallway at this busy airport. And almost like one of those kind of slow motion astronaut shots. You know when the astronauts walk out of the fog in slow motion and they're holding their helmet and they're trucking down the hall? Well, that's what this felt like when all of a sudden, from around the corner and from the end of the hall, this guy appears. He's wearing a long black coat, and he's holding a briefcase. 
And he's just kind of got that strut, like that astronaut strut. Like he's not going to get on a plane. He's going on to get a shuttle. And I looked at this guy and I go, that guy looks familiar somehow. And then he started getting closer. And I'm like, that guy looks like Christopher Walken. And then he got closer, and I'm like, my God, it is Christopher Walken. And I was just, I just went into one of those zoned out, like, uh, what, what reality am I in? What, what is Christopher Walken doing, walking through a busy airport all by himself? And nobody's bugging him. No one's around him. Nobody's with him. I thought, is he lost? Because he is a weird guy. You know, he probably was going out to dinner to hit a restaurant and ended up wandering through a, an airport. I can picture him doing that, just wandering through a terminal for a few hours and then going, Wait a minute. This isn't a restaurant. I'm supposed to be at a restaurant. Where's all the waiters? Where's the waitresses? When can I order an appetizer? Again, with the bad impression, but let's hear you do better. So anyways, he walks right by me and actually looks at me. Our eyes lock just for a few seconds. And I cracked him a little smile, and he just kind of rolled his lizard-like eyes at me and kept going. And I realized maybe he is heading to a space shuttle, because that guy's kind of weird. He is kind of always out there on another planet. And I was like, yes, yes, Christopher Walken is going to Planet Walken. He's going to Gate 23 where the space shuttle lifts off and he can go out there and be in his own weird world. And then I thought, wait a minute, look who's calling the kettle black. Yeah, I guess it was the meeting of two freaks at a busy airport. Kind of like the way you freaks always come and hang with me every day. On the busy Harland Highway. You want to kill your own son? I'm scared, Dad. The ice is going to break. Oh, yeah. The ice is going to break. Um, have any of you ever been out on the ice? Have you walked along the ice? Of course, I'm talking about a frozen lake or a frozen pond. Many of you might not have had that sensation. Uh, it's an eerie Sensation, walking on ice. You'd be amazed at how thick ice gets on a lake or a pond when you are in a winter climate north of the Canadian border or even south. I mean, you know, you go to New York, Minnesota, Montana. Um, the, the, the surface of a lake, the ice on a lake can be, uh, you know, three, four, five, six feet deep. I mean, you've seen the, uh, the show on, uh, TV where the, the ice truckers, where these guys drive big rigs across the ice. There's areas in the country where come winter time, the road becomes the ice across the lake. Uh, and every year, inevitably, uh, vehicles, uh, crack through the surface and gone. People die. People on snowmobiles. People uh, driving their cars and trucks across. Uh, it's kind of a creepy thing. And for those of you that haven't been out on the ice, it's very interesting because it's deceptive. It's very. Uh, it feels very strong. It feels you know. It's like concrete, man. 
You go out on a thick piece of ice on a lake and you just try and, you know, punch through it with your heel or anything you can. It's 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 like a solid wall. But there are times when you just never know. Here's here's something that happened to me, a little story. Way back when, when I was about, uh, oh, I don't know, I guess I was about uh, maybe 12 or 13. I'm going to boarding school. I'm in this little uh, northern town in Canada. And I was a little troublemaker, and I was always exploring and always looking around. And uh, close to the boarding school, there was a lake. And it got damn cold up there in the winter. And what would happen is there was lots of ducks and geese and swans that would swim on the lake all year. And as winter would come, the ice would set in. And in a way, these ducks and geese were kind of smart. What they do is, is the ice would close all the way in. And then in the middle of the lake, about the circumference of the average swimming pool in your backyard the ducks and geese would continually kind of swim around in circles to ensure that the water was moving and it couldn't freeze. And they would play this out for as long as they could, and they'd have a little spot to swim around. Meanwhile, the entire rest of the surface of that lake would be frozen solid. Okay? But what would happen is eventually the geese or the ducks would get too cold or maybe some of them would fly south and then there was just a couple of them and slowly but surely that hole got smaller and smaller and smaller till it was like the size of like a manhole cover and then even that was gone. So what would happen is you'd have this one big crop of ice that was the size of a swimming pool or even bigger maybe and it would form later than the other ice. So while the other ice was kind of cloudy and murky because it was so thick, the ice created by the duck swirl, I'll call it, was kind of more translucent. And you could kind of see through it a little bit. And it was like a kind of a dark uh, aquamarine green. So naturally, me and my boarding school buddies, honk, Affleck, um, we would see this kind of uh, shape, this this darker kind of shape, this clear-looking shape out in the middle of the lake. And we'd be like, oh, man, that ice looks cooler than this ice. Let's go to that ice, you know, because the rest of the ice would have snow on it. and But this one patch, because it formed later, was clear, right? So here we go, running into the middle of the lake, three or four of us, and we're like, yay, let's stand on the clear ice. Yay, <laughs> right? I'll never forget it, man. We were standing on that thing, and, of course, we all converge in the middle. We're like, yay, clear ice. And we're all standing on it, and all of a sudden, you just hear that crack. There was just It's like a jolt of electricity went through under our feet. And you ever see that scene? There was a scene in uh, Jurassic Park 2 where Jeff Goldblum and the gang are hanging upside down in a bus and the T-Rexes are coming and they're standing on a glass, a big pane of glass, and all of a sudden the glass starts cracking and you just see it's, you know, first there's one crack, then there's another crack, then it splinters, right? And it just starts going, well, that's what happened to us.
and you're perpetually feared. You're just you're just full of fear. You're like it locks you up. You're like, wait, what was that? And and because it's such a, a thick mass, because you're on a body of water, not only does it crack, but it's almost like a jolt. I don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake when the ground just shakes. But here we were standing on this frozen lake, middle of winter, like a bunch of retard penguins. And all of a sudden, crack, like this jolt. And we froze, and we're like, what the hell was that? And we look down, and we can see, we can see the, the line of crack, like moving along the ice to, to the perimeter of this uh, kind of clear patch we were on. And then you hear another crack, and, and we're like, holy God, this is how idiots die in the winter. The ice is going to break. And all of a sudden you go into, like, it's the middle of the night, and I'm sneaking downstairs to get a cookie mode. Right? You got a house full of squeaky floorboards, and you don't want anyone else to know you're up. So you're creeping through the hall with the big tiptoe, and that's exactly what we did. We are just like, <gasps> we all just froze. We looked at each other. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's just instinct, we thought it would help if we just started tiptoeing off the ice. And I got to tell you, it was scary because even at that idiotic age, you realize the impending doom. Like, if, if you go through, you're, you're done. I mean, there was we probably would have been seen by someone eventually, but who knows? And so we started tiptoeing off the ice very slowly. And as you get, the, the further you get, the more you pick up the pace. And by the time we'd taken about five steps, we were wailing off of that thing, man. We couldn't wait to get back on the thick ice. And, uh, you know, just, it was, it was, a, it was a freak out. It was a real freak out. So, you know, with winter coming up just around the corner, uh, you know, be careful. Um, don't walk out onto the ice. Don't drive onto the ice. Don't make love on the ice. Well, that could be fun, making love on the ice. So be safe and don't become a human snow cone man. Don't become a human snow cone. The ice is going to break. So pretty crazy story, right? Huh? Who knows if I had gone through, you might uh, not. Oh, hold on. Wait a second. Okay. What's that? We, we've got a, we've got a traffic situation. We've got an accident. A huge accident out on the, okay, we're go, we've got a huge accident, folks, on the highways. We're going to Sandy Chopper and the Harlan Highway Traffic Copter. Uh, Sandy, Sandy, are you there? Oh, well, hello, Harlan. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, well, well, better yet, what's going on out there? Well, Harlan, we have a huge, horrific traffic accident. There are four cars piled up. There is flames blowing everywhere, black smoke coming up. You definitely want to avoid this region. Okay, and uh, where exactly are you, Sandy? Uh, well, I'm hovering right over it. You can't miss it. Uh, there are cars stacked up, and uh, traffic looks like it's backed up about four miles, Island. Okay, and where uh, where exactly is it? Because uh, I'm guessing it will take people a while to get home. Oh, yes. There's no getting around this one. You'll be back up for five to six hours if you come into this area. 
Okay, and where should they avoid? Uh, well, I'm right over uh, you know, uh, an area where there's a bu- there's a whole bunch of roads, Highland. Okay, which roads are they? Uh, they're long, black, uh, gray roads. I see some uh, yellow stripes down the middle of them, Highland. Okay, we get it, but what are the names of the roads? Well, uh, why don't we just call uh, road number one, uh, road number two, and why don't we say long, windy road? Let's name them that, Harlan. Okay, where the hell are you, Chopper? Well, I can see some rooftops where I am, and the smoke just keeps on billowing. You've got to stay away from this area where there's rooftops, and I'm seeing some trees, and uh, there's a windy road that curves all the way back towards a mall, and it looks like a school ground. Okay, Chopper, we need to know exactly where you are. Uh, I'm telling you, well, you can't miss the place. Uh, there's some houses in the vicinity, and not to mention... Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I wasn't finished, Harlan. Okay, thanks. Sandy Chopper, the Harlan Highway Traffic Chopper. And you want to watch out for it. looks like there's a car wash over there on one of the streets. Okay, thank you. Idiot. God. Seriously, when, when am I going to get... Some competent people working here at the Harland Highway. Unbelievable. I should put out a, uh, you know, I should put out like some kind of a, 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 an application for qualified people to come and work at the Harland Highway. You know what I mean? Qualified, like five foot nine, thin, blonde hair, blue eyes, female. Model-like, perfect, big breath. You know what I mean? Like qualified people helping me. Not, I, I got a traffic guy that doesn't know streets. I got uh, just a bundle full of doorknobs here. Why can't I get good qualified people, tall, beautiful, pouty-lipped, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, big-bosomed, sweet-assed... <laughs> Helpers. <laughs> That's what I want. I want a whole building full of blonde models. Everyone it'd be like it'd be like the children of the damned all grown up. Just gorgeous blonde models. And yes, guess what? On the job flirting and uh you know having relations would be permitted. Okay? And yes, I'd be the only male. <laughs> I'd be the only male employee, but who cares? I don't. I mean, come on, picture this. I'm in my office, I'm in my studio, working away, bringing you the highway. Let let me paint the picture. I'm in the middle of doing a bit, okay, maybe just like this. I'm talking to you, and all of a sudden the door creaks open. And maybe three of my uber-gorgeous employees come in, and as I turn around, they slowly start unbuttoning their... We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Harlan Williams asking for your vote to become the next president of the United States of America. Hi, folks. I'm Harlan Williams. 
a Canadian with American citizenship, and I'm looking to be the first Canadian president of the United States of America. If elected, Mount Rushmore will now include sculptures of Cindy Crawford, David Lee Roth, and Flavor Flav. Churches will only be open once a year. Drilling for oil will commence immediately in Willie Nelson's underpants. I'm Harlan Williams, and I approve this message. Harlan Williams for president. Now let's go boil some ass. Now back to our show. We all get up off the floor, put our clothes back on, and I say to them, hey, great job, girls. Uh, By the way, no Christmas bonus. And they're like, we don't care. See you tomorrow. Wow. And I hope that wasn't too graphic for you people. I mean, look, it was very sexual. It was very, you know, I I guess what I do on this show is paint pictures with my my words. And and that might have been really over the top for you people to hear about that. But that's, uh, that's how I roll here on the Harlan Highway. I saw a cockroach. In my bedroom last night. I don't know how it got there. I don't leave loaves of bread laying around or cookie crumbs. I don't have girlfriends who eat crackers and bad. I don't have garbage or banana peels. Just somehow a cockroach made its way into my home. What is it about them, man? It's like we could watch the worst horror movie... We can see the ugliest animal. You, you can see someone get cut open or their face smashed up in a car accident. But when you see a cockroach, man, that is a different kind of chill that goes through your body, right? They just come crawling out and they're wiggling their little antennas and you're just like, Ugh, Oh, look at that thing. Oh, there's just something. They just make your skin crawl. What is it? They don't look that different from crickets. Or beetles or ladybugs, you know, they're just insects, but I don't know, man. Somehow they got this stigma attached to them. They just creep us out. Oh, God, they're creepy. It's kind of like after Burt Reynolds just gets another facelift, right? Ah! Or Kenny G wears blue jeans that are too tight. You're just like, ah! It's the Harland Highway. Oh. oh, yeah, they are, uh... And and I was down in Florida recently, man. And there is a difference, okay? There is a difference between a uh like a uh kitchen cockroach, okay? Where it's colder versus a Florida cockroach. And I'm going to tell you the Florida cockroaches are way bigger. They're like uh I don't know, they're they're about uh maybe in 2 inches long. And they're just, I don't know, they're they are hard to kill. Like, I've literally chased a cockroach along the ground, like, with my feet. I'm chasing I'll stomp on it. I'm like, gotcha. Lift my foot, and off he goes. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like 200 pounds. I just crunched my foot down on you, and you're still going? And then you got to chase them again and get them again, and they're pretty wily. They're pretty... They're pretty good. They, 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 they've got like, it's as if they know they're coming after you, right? And they do all the maneuvering, and it's like a car chase. They, 
They like weave to the left and they cut to the right and they bobble inside and out. It's, it's like when you see a cheetah chasing a gazelle. And the gazelle's twisting and turning, knowing that its life's in jeopardy. And that, that's what they do with you. And what sucks is they force you, those little crunchy critters, they force you, you realize, to ensure they're dead, you have to just bring your foot down with maximum force. And the end result is, instead of a nice, like, crunchy, like, oh, crunch, you're dead, no. You are forced to go crunch, splat, right? So basically... They're so resilient, you have to splatter them out to make sure they're dead. So instead of just having like a crunchy bug you can like scoop up with the with the dustbin and the and the broom, now you've got like a splattered, flattened cockroach. It looks like it hit your windshield at fifty miles an hour. Right? And then to make it worse, they're kind of like uh, chickens with their heads cut off. You ever seen a chicken with its head cut off? It keeps running around for like five minutes. It's creepy. So what cockroaches do, you splatter them, and they're laying there, and their little legs are still going. They're twitching, and their their antennae are wiggling back and forth as if they're Sending out reinforcements. Just been crushed under Nike running shoe. Stop. Gut splattered all over brand new hardwood floor. Green stuff spewing all over. Send reinforcements quickly. We are under attack. Then you have to splatter them again. It is a process, man. Ugh, sometimes you're just like, you know what, go, 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 I don't want to deal with it. Go crawl around, go go crawl on the loaf of bread, go crawl through the raisin bran, go crawl around the toilet, go lay eggs on my toothbrush, do what you got to do. I don't want to deal with crunching you and wiping you up. Because then what do you got to do? You got to go get the uh, the Kleenex and you, you got to kind of, scoop them up and you can feel even through the Kleenex you're weirded out aren't you you're like oh god I can feel its shape I can feel its crunchiness I don't want to be like you feel like you're going to get rabies from a cockroach no other bug does that Ooh, I don't want to touch it I'm going to get rabies SARS and AIDS oh it's a disease on six legs just crazy and creepy. So hint to the cockroaches. Uh, get a life. Go build your own place. Don't, don't you have enough places out in nature? Look at ants. They build a big ant nest. And hornets build a hornet nest. You've got the whole world out there. There's billions of acres of jungle and forest. Go build a cockroach nest, you idiot. There's not enough food out in the, in the billions of acres of forest. You got to come into my house and get an English muffin. You you got to break into my pad and help yourself to uh, you know some a score bar or something. Some Chips Ahoy cookies. What 
When when would you ever find that out in the wild, cockroach? Why, why do you got to come on my Help yourself to that dollop of ketchup on the counter. Yeah, that's that's in your primary uh, food source, isn't it? Weirdos. Oh, well. Maybe I should just end the show so I can go on a killing spree, huh? For those of you that have always wanted to go on a killing spree, go get some cockroaches and mow them down. Creepy. All right, well, enough of that. Let's let's get to some other good stuff. Speaking of uh, good stuff, how about this? Next month, July 8, 9, and 10, that's a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday, yours truly will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Improv. This is a new announcement. This is a new booking that just came through the pipeline. This is the first announcement right here. It's not even up on my website yet. I will get it up there. Don't worry. Um, and, uh, yeah, here we go, man. Pittsburgh Improv, uh, July 8, 9, and 10. Come on out. Have some fun. And uh, don't forget you can pick up uh, the uh, the Harland Highway at Stitcher, stitcher.com. There's a free app for your phone. Get us on uh, iTunes, harlowilliams.com. Send your letters. Uh, send your voicemails, one 500 If you have any thoughts you want to share, don't go on too long if you can help it. I certainly enjoy uh, your messages, but, you know, if they go on too long, I kind of I don't have time to put them in the show. And I mean, if you really want to go for it, you know, but try and keep it, you know, tight, as they say. That's what she said. Yeah, shut up. Up yours. <laughs> um, uh, so that's one eight 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 five hundred twenty ninety. And uh, don't forget, you can check out the HarlandWilliams.com uh, merchandise store. We have some great merchandise in there for your amusement. We ship it out to you, and you receive it and enjoy it. That's the way it works. And what also works is time. We are out of time, and so time is not working for us right now. But I want to thank you for being here Uh it's always great knowing you're out there listening. I enjoy bringing this sucker to you. Having a blast here on the Harland Highway. And until next time, my friends, chicken chow mein, baby. The ice is going to break.